Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Time to uh, catch up with uh, uh, what we call a little bit of around-the-ground slogan, and uh, first up, uh, James Marshall was uh, on the run home last night uh, talking to the good folk and uh, talking about the return of Will Jordan and we've been doing that as well in the first hour. Yeah, I'm stoked. It's been one we've been waiting for for ages, it feels like. Uh, it's been such a niggly injury for him. He, he even got named like a couple of weeks ago. We named him to start, but we got to this training in the week where it just wasn't quite feeling right, so pulled out pretty late, but um, this time he's got through the whole week and um, hopefully he can make the starting line on Saturday because, man, he's been carving us up in training um, <laughs> in the opposition side for the last month. So <laughs> as coaches, we've just been hanging out to get him on our side and, yeah, it's been awesome having him there this week. Mate, obviously, when the guys have an extended break, they, uh, although they miss out on game time, they actually physically get sharper and better. Is there anything noticeable about Will that you think jeepers? Although he's missed a lot of footy here, he's looking quick or he's looking big, or is there anything like that? Yeah, honestly, I his speed is just ridiculous. <laughs> um, I know he was quick before he got, he'd been out, but I feel like he's got even faster. Um, he is, yeah, he can just take players one-on-one. Like, there's often opportunities in training where it's players are one-on-one and they're sort of in front of him, but he just puts the accelerator down and he's gone. And, it, yeah, he's he's carving guys up at training and it's been pretty impressive to watch. He's a, he's a gifted player. It was the uh, the hype and the hoopla around the boys when the team got named and, and finally the name that they had waited for was uh, <laughs> was finally put in the put in the starter's box? Because uh, well, it happened a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> um, <laughs> it wasn't quite the excitement level wasn't quite as high. A couple of weeks ago, when he got named, there definitely was a big cheer, but he still didn't quite make the starting line. But this time, um, I think the biggest cheer was after today's training when he got through it, and um, he's feeling good. So um, everyone's ready to see him out there. Well, what has the last sort of six months been like for him um, and how have you as an organisation had to, to manage the headaches that he's been going through? Yeah, it's, it's just been a really uh, unique situation. Like as, as a coaching group, we've just had to give him as much time as he needed. So there was never any pressure on him to, to play. It was just when he felt right. And he'd been through something similar before when he was at Tasman. Mm. Because it's not a concussion thing. It's um, a really unique situation where something to do with the inner air and the balance and all that sort of stuff. So um, for the last sort of month, he's been on the field training really well with us. and But he was still feeling pretty average in the mornings and um, in and around meetings and stuff like that. So even the last two weeks, he hasn't been coming to meetings, just turning up to the field. And um, when you've got the talent that Will Jordan has, you... It's all you need sometimes is turn up to the field and um, go out there and play. Yeah, the Western Force will be looking at this team list and going, could he have just waited another week? <laughs> how, how much are you expecting to get out of him this weekend? Um, well, he's been given the all clear to go 80 minutes, but um, we'll just manage him how, 
how he's feeling. Um, Fitness-wise, I, I, I don't see an issue. He's Like I said, he's been training for a while now, um, six months really for this <laughs> getting ready. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I think he'll be able to go to 80 if we need him to, but uh, we'll just yeah, see how he goes. Right, uh, yeah, that was um, interesting. James Marshall there, always uh, good with uh, our station. Um, with his thoughts on uh, Will Jordan last night, uh, Logan, and I think all eyes uh, will be on that. Should be a relatively comfortable game, a comeback game, you would think, against the Western Force down there in Christchurch. Uh, funny things have happened at sea, of course, <laughs> but I, I just I just kind of think it's um, uh, it's a nice entry game back in that he's chosen. Yeah, definitely. Uh, nice to see that, well, you know, fingers crossed that it does come through and he makes it through captain's run this morning and, you know, everything will be fine there. Uh, one thing that I did see come out of this announcement yesterday a lot, Smithy, you know, the, the big question mark, of course, is around, you know, the All Blacks uh, squad for the World Cup. You know, you touched on it with Ross Carl uh, in the first hour of the show as well. What does that do for Sean Stevenson? You know, he's done amazing things for the Chiefs this season and shown what he can do in that fullback position. But now the pressure is on for Will Jordan to basically get up to speed ASAP and show that he does still have what it takes. And yeah, I've just I've seen a lot of punters around on social media just kind of questioning that and I guess a bit worried that maybe Will Jordan might uh, edge the Sean Stevenson out of his chances of playing in a World Cup. Might do. Actually, in other rugby news, it was interesting to see that uh, Ruben Love has recommitted his future to the Hurricanes for two more Super Rugby seasons. He's only 22. Uh, Ruben Love, I suppose there is a chance that he might have been poached to another New Zealand franchise. I mean, no, he's a super talented young kid, but uh, the Hurricanes will be glad that they've been able to grab him for uh, another couple of years. Uh, so uh, <laughs> that'll take them through to the ripe old age of 24. Right, we've been focusing and we're talking about um, the Phoenix because it's a massive night for them. Uh, and Ufuk Tole, um has um, had his thoughts um, uh, on the pressure of uh, finals football and uh, interesting to hear what he says. Yeah, look, it's uh, it's finals football. Uh, there's, there's so many more different factors to finals football. There's a lot more you need to think of. Uh, just not the 90 minutes. Uh, there's extra time and then possibly uh, an opportunity that it may, may go to penalties as well. So, uh, you know, the, the changes that you make within the game, uh, how to influence the game, uh, whether you're winning or you're losing and when you need to get yourself uh, back into the game and also how to influence the game at extra time as well. So, but the, look, we played uh, already 26 games uh, this season. The boys understand how we play and what we need to do tactically, but I think it comes down to who wants it more, the willingness to get the outcome that we uh, desire. Well, they have to go to Hindmarsh Stadium uh, to beat Adelaide United at home. Uh, their last visit there was a 5-1 loss. So uh, the Phoenix using that as some sort of motivation. Yeah, look, if the players want to use that for themselves and use that as fuel to uh, to get us to win, uh, no, I've got no issues whatsoever. But look, it's that was during the season, uh, different uh, different different time. Uh, you know, we. We drew with them the first game of the season where we, we could have won. Uh, we nearly played a, a perfect game with 10 men, uh, considered a late goal with a set piece, and then we, we beat them at home uh, after that. So, uh, and even that game that we lost 5-1, uh, I think there were moments in the game where we could have got something out of it. Uh, we weren't uh, clinical, I would say, uh, as we should have been, uh, and allowed them to uh, score some easy goals with some set pieces and transition moments. So we're, we're very wary of Adelaide and, and what their strengths are, and and look, if the boys want to use that as fuel, they're more than welcome to. And uh, just finally, what has uh, Ufuk Tele been able to dial in on 
from uh, previous playoff losses? Yeah, the previous ones, I think uh, I think the first year was against Perth where we lost 1-0. Uh, it was one moment where we conceded and then we I think we dominated for the rest of the game uh, and didn't capitalise on the moments. Uh, I think uh, last season, again, Western West United, they had that one moment with Primovic where he scored a, a very good goal and then we had moments to get ourselves back into the game and uh, I think... Uh, Jamie Young made some uh, fantastic saves. Uh, but look, I think uh, every game is different. Every opponent is different, the way that we set up and the way that we play. Um, so like I said, we know the strengths and uh, the weaknesses of the opponents. Uh, we need to exploit them and we need to stop their, their strengths as well. And uh, the mindset, like I said, we've, with the boys, we've been together, for, if you say, for this season. we played 26 games already. Uh, tactically, we'll set up. In, in the best way believe we believe is to get the outcome, but I, I guess it comes down to how much do the boys really want it and how far do we want to go with this. Yeah, plenty to, uh, of interest to look forward to on the telly this weekend, uh, starting tonight. Of course, uh, we've got uh, NRL coming in. We've also uh, got um, the Chiefs and uh, the Highlanders down there in Dunedin and uh, the Phoenix and Adelaide United in playoff at number one in this year's A-League.